0: Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture reading for today comes from the Common English Bible, and our reading is from 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 1 through 16. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, how he had killed all Baal's prophets with the sword. Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah with this message. May the gods do whatever they want to me if by this time tomorrow I haven't made your life like the life of one of them. Elijah was terrified. He got up and ran for his life. He arrived at Beersheba in Judah and left his assistant there. He himself went further on into the desert a day's journey. He finally sat down under a solitary broom bush. He longed for his own death. It's more than enough, Lord. Take my life because I'm no better than my ancestors. He lay down and slept under the solitary broom bush. Then suddenly a messenger tapped him and said to him, Get up. Eat something. Elijah opened his eyes and saw flat bread baked on glowing coals in a jar of water right by his head. He ate and drank and then went back to sleep. The Lord's messenger returned a second time and tapped him. Get up. The messenger said, eat something, because you have a difficult road ahead of you. Elijah got up, ate and drank, and was, went refreshed by that food for forty days and nights until he arrived at Horeb, God's mountain. There he went into a cave and spent the night. The Lord's word came to him and said, why are you here, Elijah? Elijah replied, I have been very passionate for the Lord God of heavenly forces because the Israelites have abandoned your covenant. They have torn down your altars and they have murdered your prophets with the sword. I'm the only one left and now they want to take my life too. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. The Lord is passing by. A very strong wind tore through the mountains, and broke apart the stones before the Lord. But the Lord wasn't in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord wasn't in the fire. After the fire, there was a sound, thin, quiet. When Elijah heard it, He wrapped his face in his coat. He went out and stood at the cave's entrance. A voice came to him and said, Why are you here, Elijah? He said, I've been very passionate for the Lord God of heavenly forces because the Israelites have abandoned your covenant. They have torn down your altars, and they have murdered your prophets with the sword. I'm the only one left, and now they want to take my life too. The Lord said to him, Go back, through the desert to Damascus and anoint Hazael as king of Aram and anoint Jehu Nimshi's son as king of Israel and anoint Elisha from Abel-Meholah Shephat's son to succeed you as prophet this is the word of God for the people of God thanks be to God Today, we begin a new series. And the series is called Take Care. And in it, we look at different ways that we care for ourselves so that we can be the best that we can. Our first message is called Take a Step Back. And it's about stepping away to regain focus, to care for ourselves. To be able to do what we need to do. To start, we look at a prophet. The prophet Elijah. Elijah has been doing God's work. Has been going out and doing what needs to be done. He is trying to get the people back on track. But it takes a toll on Elijah. Elijah gets a message that his life is in danger. And now he's scared. And it's just... Too much. He's terrified. He just wants it to be over. And he runs away. Now, we could look at that and say, well, Elijah ran away. He's not any good. But I think what's important is that we look at God's response. Elijah is scared and he runs off to the desert and he runs off and he hides. And he just wishes to die there alone. He feels that he's failed, and now he's no better than the people who turned their backs on God. So what does God do? He lets Elijah take a nap. He lets him rest, and he sends a messenger to feed him. Not just once, but many times. Elijah wakes up, and there's food and water. So he eats and drinks, and he refreshes himself, and he goes back to sleep. And it happens again. And on his way to go see God, God takes care of Elijah. Elijah's not out doing the work of a prophet at this point, as we could expect. He's not out getting back to work right away. He's not out getting back into the grind, putting himself at risk again. No, Elijah's resting and God is feeding him while he takes a little journey. When he wakes up, there's food for him, and he's refreshed until he makes it to God's mountain. Now at this point, I want to note that this is really important for all of us. Because Elijah feels like he has failed. Elijah thinks that he is no better than his ancestors. That all of his work has been for nothing. And that he should just die like those that betrayed God. But here's God's messenger going, you know what, have something to eat, take a rest, and you're going to do something different for a little bit. So he takes this journey, stepping away from all the duties that he had. He steps away, and every day God is there to feed him and make sure that he's doing all right. He's taking a step back from all the work that he'd been doing, and is on this journey really for himself. Because Elijah has been doing all sorts of work for Israel, all sorts of work for God. But God doesn't say, hey, you failure, you're supposed to be doing my work. Why are you out here? God takes care of Elijah. So Elijah continues until he makes it to the mountain, and he sleeps in a cave. And the word of the Lord comes to him. God wants to know why he is there. Elijah tells God that he has tried hard to do everything for God, but the people won't listen. They've killed the prophets. They've torn down the altars. He feels alone. He's scared, and they want to take his life too. And Elijah doesn't know what to do. He's lost. So God says, go stand on the mountain. The Lord is going to pass by. So Elijah looks. There's a wind, but he doesn't see God in this great wind. There's an earthquake, a tremendous earthquake. And he doesn't see God. There's a tremendous fire, a powerful fire. And yet, he doesn't see God. Finally, Elijah hears a small noise, thin and quiet. Something small, something not frightening, something not showing tremendous force. So he goes to the cave's entrance, and there he hears a voice again, the same voice as before, asking, why are you here? He repeats himself that he's alone, that the people haven't listened to him. So he's told to go and anoint two kings, a king for Aram and a king for Israel, and to anoint Elisha, not to get confused on the names. Elisha is to succeed him as prophet. At first, one might think that Elijah might take this as a bad sign. Somebody is supposed to succeed him. Does that mean he's failed? No. Thing is, Elijah has been doing so much, and now God's giving him help. Somebody will be able to take over for him so that he knows the work will carry on and that it's not all on his shoulders. Because now, Elijah isn't the only one left. Elijah will have anointed two kings and Elisha to take over his work. God has given Elijah people who can help him and take on the task that he has. He isn't chided for taking a step back. He is comforted. What I get from this is that God isn't going to punish us for when we feel overwhelmed and need to take a break. God's going to recognize when we've pushed ourselves too hard. Elijah gets a nap and a snack and starts to feel better. By the time that Elijah makes it to the mountain, he's no longer asking to die out there in the wilderness. He's simply telling the Lord his problems. And the Lord responds by helping him by helping to lighten the burden. This is important for us to know for our own self-care. God isn't out there berating us when we're trying to do our best. God is recognizing when we have tried so hard that it nearly breaks us. That we need to be able to step away to build ourselves back up, to be able to go back out and to do the work that we need to do. And it's important that we be able to recognize that had Elijah kept going, he might not have gotten the message that he needed to have somebody take over his work. He may not have gotten the message that he was going to put new leaders in place to try to set things right. Worst off, Elijah might not have been able to do the work he actually needed to do because he would have been so worried about everything else going on. Elijah, as a bundle of nerves, too afraid to do what he needed to do, wasn't going to be of any help. But he hadn't given up on God. He didn't go out and say, God, you abandoned me. God, you failed me. Instead, he said, God, I just can't. Keep doing it all. And God says, all right, take a break, and I'll watch over you. Take a step back, and I'll still guide you. And it wasn't through a show of force, something terrifying, but as a still, small voice. A quiet sound that came to give comfort to Elijah in his hour of need. For me, that says that sometimes we need to step back because sometimes we're looking for God in the fire, in the earthquake, in the earthquake, in the whirlwind, and we're looking for something great and huge out there in the danger. When really, it's the small, quiet sound that we need to be able to hear. And it's important for us to be able to step back when things have gotten too difficult to be able to take a rest in God so that we can be refreshed and renewed, so that we can keep going. Elijah gives us an example of the way that God looks after us even when we think we've failed. That God doesn't want us (coughs) to burn out. God doesn't want us to reach a point where we simply go, you know what, I can't do your work anymore, and we quit. God doesn't want to drive us to a point where we simply give up completely and abandon everything. It's better for us to stop, take a step back, And spend some time alone with God. So that we can be refreshed and renewed and ready to go out again to get back on the path. Even if that path might look different than when we were first on it. So the point is this. Don't beat yourself up. Just because anxiety and fear make you feel like a failure... Take your concerns to God and let God care for you in your time of need so that you may be rested and refreshed. So that you may continue to do all that you've been called to do. That if we know Christ is with us, then we know that Christ sees our fears and sees our anxieties and sees our worries and understands understands that we need to be able to take a break and to go out again once we are capable. But that we aren't to push ourselves past our own capabilities. We need to remember that God is always there to help us. That Christ is always there to refresh us. That the Holy Spirit will guide us to where we need to be, even if it's away from our duties and into a small, quiet place where God can give us what we need to go on. So don't push yourself too hard. Don't break yourself to the point that you cannot do anything. But take a step back and turn to God to find what it is you need to be refreshed and renewed so that you can keep going, knowing that God will take care of you. And know that even when we take a step back, that we are still in the hands of a loving and merciful God, and that we may always, always put ourselves faithfully in the care and the love of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.